Hello, welcome to Raw Stories, the fortnightly podcast where I share new writing, whether it's ready or not. My name's Caroline Hardman, and this week's story is, get ready for it, the story of Violet Jameson and her incredible invention, which defied all logic, and yet still no one noticed. We don't choose the families we inherit, but the lucky ones among us eventually find ways to cope with them. And Violet Jameson was one of the lucky ones, even if she didn't know it yet. The youngest of four children, she had been born into a family which didn't have quite enough room for her when she arrived, mainly on account of it being too full of everyone else's opinions. Her parents, who were both lawyers, had been sharpening their cross-examination skills over the dinner table for years. This wasn't unusual, of course, and there are plenty of parents who use mealtimes as a chance to probe into their children's lives, hoping to gain insight into their secret worlds or find out what has been absorbed by their small, sponge-like minds. For the Jamesons, however, the interest level of the information gleaned from these rigorous questioning sessions was minimal at best, and was far outweighed by the delight to be gained in catching out an inconsistency. Every night, over a ready-made or hastily cobbled-together meal, they would fire statements, questions and hypothetical situations at all four of their offspring, always demanding an instant and watertight response, which would then be examined in forensic detail. For them, the art of parenting, a term being used somewhat loosely here, was little more than a mental exercise. The children responded in different ways. Violet's twin brothers rose to the challenge dinner times presented, spending hours debating with their parents and often each other, fiercely and furiously. They had both been engendered, as twins sometimes are, with a certain amount of competitive spirit, and their arguments often continued beyond the dinner table and well into the night. More often than not, Violet fell asleep to the sound of text messages pinging back and forth down the corridor as her brothers continued the argument from their respective bedrooms. Julia, Violet's sister, was 18 months younger than the twins and six years older than Violet. She didn't have the sharp reasoning skills her brothers had inherited, but then she didn't need them. Tall, willowy and blonde, she'd been born with an utter conviction that her point of view was the only possible way of thinking about something, no matter what the topic. She travelled through life, safely ensconced in this bubble of self-belief, which was so strong and impenetrable that she couldn't help but express her thoughts and opinions freely and often. And then there was Violet. She had learned over the years to cope with dinner times by escaping into her own thoughts. It wasn't that she was too slow to join in or didn't hold any opinions of her own, and it wasn't that she found the conversations boring, far from it in fact. While at dinner tables all over the country, families discussed summer holidays, who should be voted out of Strictly, or the recipe for the chicken casserole they were eating, the Jamesons debated Plato, or tried to define beauty. The rest of Violet's family weren't particularly interested in these questions. They simply enjoyed finding the flaws in each other's logic. Violet, on the other hand, found them very interesting indeed, 
and would have enjoyed the conversation immensely if the mood had been a little less unpleasant. She had, over the years, taught herself to listen to just enough of the discussion to be able to answer questions with a simple yes or no, or most frequently a non-committal, I guess, without breaking her own train of thought. Occasionally, the topic up for debate at dinner time was Violet herself. And those were the dinners Violet hated the most. She would listen as her family, the people who were supposed to love her unconditionally and more than anyone else in the world, cheerfully pondered whether Violet's scrawny figure would spoil her chances of finding a boyfriend, she already had one, or which area of the law she should specialise in. Violet didn't have the slightest intention of becoming a lawyer. On these occasions, Violet was, no matter how furiously she blinked her eyes, helpless to stop the plump, heavy tears which rolled down her cheeks and carved rivulets in her mashed potato. Violet's family weren't completely heartless, of course, and they would have been dismayed to notice the fact that they'd made her cry. They just never did. Who knows why Violet picked the exact moment she picked to do something about all of this. Perhaps it was the timely coincidence of seeing a TV documentary about Isaac Asimov, whose theories on artificial intelligence she'd found particularly interesting, just as she was starting a unit on sculpture in her art classes at school, giving her access to an art supply cupboard full of chicken wire and plaster of Paris. Or perhaps it was the topic of discussion that particular evening, the careful evaluation of the pros and cons of Violet's friendship with a girl called Ellie Smith, who she'd known since they were both five, but hadn't been particularly close to since they were eight. This fact would have been deemed irrelevant by her family, even if they'd been aware of it, which they would have been if they'd ever paid Violet the slightest amount of attention. It won't surprise you by now, I'm sure, to learn they weren't. Whatever the reason, Violet hatched a plan. It took some time to put it into action, but eventually she did. If the Violet, who appeared at the dinner table on that Monday night several weeks later, was a little quieter than usual and more clumsy with her cutlery, her family failed to notice. Mr and Mrs Jameson were engaged in a sparring match over the recent tax cuts announced by the government, and her older brothers, who liked to try and top each other with their knowledge of Premier League football statistics, were caught up in a particularly technical discussion about goal averages and how they should be calculated. Julia, oblivious as always, was providing a running commentary alongside them, despite having no knowledge of the players involved, the teams they belonged to, or the nature of the disagreement. Eventually, it was Julia who gave her younger sister the opportunity she'd been waiting for. Violet agrees with me, she said, don't you, Vi? This was it. The real Violet, tucked up in her room and watching via a small TV screen, took a deep breath and pressed a red button on the homemade console in front of her. She smiled as the robotic Violet she'd installed at the dining room table earlier that evening, shrugged its shoulders and nodded slightly. Violet swallowed a mouthful of the peanut butter sandwich she'd made herself in lieu of dinner and spoke into a microphone which transmitted the sound to a tiny speaker hidden in the Violet Bot's chin. Um, yeah, 
I guess. Her sister smiled triumphantly. The boys rolled their eyes and pointed out the flaws in Julia's argument, and Mr and Mrs Jameson continued their discussion about fiscal responsibility. In other words, no one noticed a thing. The first outing of the Violet Bot 1000 had been a complete success. The rest of the meal went on as any other Jameson family dinner would, except for one crucial thing. Violet actually enjoyed herself. Over the next few months, Violet tinkered and tweaked with her invention, making a series of improvements. She taught herself to code and read every book on machine learning she could find and created a database of pre-recorded responses for the Violet bot to select from. She also offered to take on the job of setting the table each night, which served two purposes. She could install her robot unseen, and then after the meal, because she'd already done her share of the work, the Violet bot could remain at the table until the clearing was done. Then, while her siblings were busy in the kitchen loading the dishwasher, Violet would sneak downstairs and whisk the Violet bot away. For several months, everything went to plan. Every evening, Violet made her own dinner and ate it in peace, while watching her family argue with each other from the comfort of her bedroom. But then, on one particular evening, Mrs Jameson decided to serve soup. The soup itself wouldn't have been a problem, if not for the fact that during a particularly heated argument, one of Violet's brothers, who was sitting directly opposite the Violet bot, thumped the table between them to emphasise a point he was making. As a result, the Violet bot's soup spoon shifted an inch or so to the left, meaning that when the Violet bot picked it up and fed itself, rather than the soup ending up in the food repository container built into the Violet bot's torso, it trickled down onto the main circuit board, causing an electrical malfunction. Sparks flew, the Violet bot's head rotated several times, and the machine finally slumped forward, landing face down in the soup. In her room, Violet froze, hands clenched, and stared dumbly at the screen, which had gone blank, waiting for the inevitable. A good few minutes passed, and still Violet waited. And yet, still, nothing happened. No one arrived to tell her off, or to find out where she was, or to ask her about the Violet bot. Eventually, unable to bear the tension any more, she crept downstairs and peered through the dining room door. It took a few minutes for Violet to process the scene which greeted her. Her father and Julia were deep in conversation, and her brothers were likewise engaged with her mother, who was clearing away the dishes, occasionally interjecting with a question. None of them was paying any attention to the violet bot, which was still lying face down on the table. Violet sighed. She shouldn't have been surprised, she supposed, but she still felt the sting of tears prick at the back of her eyes as she marched across the room, picked up the violet bot 1000 and took it back to her bedroom, trailing drips of tomato soup as she went. She knew her family, who loved her in their own peculiar way, would have been horrified to know how upset she was. 
It was just as well, she thought to herself, as she set to work fixing the violet bot, that none of them would have noticed. So that was the story of Violet Jameson and her incredible invention, which defied all logic and yet still no one noticed. Not a lot to say about this story, apart from that title, obviously. I don't quite know why I gave this story such a long title, apart from the fact that it amused me greatly. And of course, I hadn't anticipated when I wrote it, the problems which long titles might cause when it comes to naming podcast episodes, but I will deal with that by the time this goes up. This is a story I've had floating around for quite a long time. I have quite a collection of half-written stories where I've come up with an initial concept or idea or situation and then haven't managed for various reasons to ever quite get to the end of a story. And this was one of those And in fact, I can tell you exactly how long this particular story has been hanging around because it originally contained a reference to the family or to families all over the country discussing last night's episode of Lost, which if you don't know Lost, it was a drama series which hasn't been on TV for, I think, at least seven years which is quite terrifying when I think about it. Uh, So I changed that to have families discussing who should be voted out of Strictly instead. It was so long ago now that I can't really remember where the idea for this story came from or how it first started. But I do know I had the idea of Violet's family and her robot first And I had an image of the robot suddenly malfunctioning and its head spinning around and it falling into a bowl of soup. But that's where the story then got stuck for what turned out to be a very long time. Because I didn't really know what happened next. And then eventually it dawned on me that in fact the most likely thing to happen next was absolutely nothing. So poor old Violet, who was very used to her family ignoring her, had to face up to them ignoring her yet again. And it was a good lesson for me, I think, in not being scared to let your characters suffer. I have a very soft spot for Violet, and so my heart breaks a little bit every time I think about her sneaking downstairs and watching her family carry on as normal. But I think it's absolutely the right uh, ending to the story. That is just about it for this week, I think. As always, thank you very much for listening and do get in touch if you'd like to. I know I say this every week. Uh, We are on episode eight now, I think. And it's a slightly weird feeling sitting recording these episodes and putting them up without having any idea who the people are who might be listening or who I'm talking to. So if that's you, then 
do let me know who you are. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. You can do that by email. I'm at rawstoriespodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at rawstoriespod. Next episode, I am hoping to get up a couple of days early. Uh, Exactly a fortnight from today is Christmas Day. There's a scary thought, isn't it? Uh, But yes, so my plan is to get an episode up just before Christmas and then go back to the normal every other Monday after the Christmas break. Until then, thanks for listening and I will see you in just under a fortnight for another Raw Story.